Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the -the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys. It's Sally here and I hope you're all really well. So this is Serviced Accommodation Secrets, the podcast and the Facebook Live. So this time it's all about, I've called it the great escape because when you have a business and you're an entrepreneur, you sometimes might feel that you can't escape. (laughs) So I've just been really lucky and had a six day yoga retreat with my awesome, wonderful yoga teacher, Candice, and great group of women. And my daughter is included in that as well. And it was so fabulous. And it was a test of our systems again. And my husband, Pete, and my friend and colleague, Sarah, were holding the fort along with AJ, our fabulous VA. So thank you to them. But what I wanted to really talk about is, yes, it tested our systems, but also how you can regroup and reboot yourself when you have time away. Because with businesses like serviced accommodation, it can feel like there are so many parts to your business. And even though you've got systems, you have to be there, you have to know what's going on. And it can be hard to get away and it can be hard to sometimes take stock of what's going on around you and things can just kind of happen. So I have loads of really exciting opportunities in my life and um, I have great friends and I have amazing family around me. So I thought I would share some things that I've learned and some things that I really love doing and things that I intend to do moving forwards that I think may be of help to you guys. And another thing that I must just say is this is the 50th episode of Service Accommodation Secrets. I cannot believe we are almost a year um, from when I launched this to help you guys. And so I hope my documentation really and and commentary on our business and experiences has been helpful but I will have some special things happening in a couple of weeks for you so just mention that now so yeah it's it's amazing how just a few days can feel like ages and um so I was in Ibiza which you may have heard, had a tornado in the southern part um, because nature is quite a a force to be reckoned with, obviously. We're nothing compared to the force of the planet, but really lucky that we were in the north. That's um, unfortunate about people who had injuries and so forth, so sorry to hear about damage and things, but we were really lucky because we're in this beautiful part of Ibiza and we really do live in an amazing world and we had some amazing sunshine but we also had crazy thunderstorms which were amazing to watch too so my first thing really is gratitude i'm going to have seven things i'm sharing with you that will help you um with your rebooting regrouping even if you're not going away things that you can put into your life that can really help just take stock of what's going on rather than being caught up in the rush and living 
with purpose rather than drifting. So first of all, I have to say thank you to my amazing um, friends, team and family for everything you did while I wasn't here. That was awesome. So thank you. Business was going well. It wasn't too hectic, but there were people to speak to, guests and um, agents and all different things going on. So thank you. I didn't actually get contacted for that. And it was quite a good thing. I actually had a digital detox. So if you're feeling like you're completely stuck on your phone, um, go somewhere up a mountain where there's limited 4G, mostly 3G or no G. <laughs> And it kept saying, you are not connected to the internet. So that's an extra thing. Digital detox could be the thing. So thank you to them. But really, it's gratitude for all that you have and all that you can do or are doing and all that you can be, you know, because we're so privileged where we are in the first world. So I'm in the UK. So wherever you're listening, whatever you have around you, um, gratitude is a great thing to level you. And if you listed out everything that you have, um, I was actually listing out all the expenses I have for one of my tasks to do with um, an abundance meditation that I was doing. And I have to admit, I was catching up with while I was away. And there are a lot of these expenses, but it means that we have a lot of services and things in our lives and in our business that are really awesome. Hi there, Raj. Good to see you. And so I'm really grateful for those. And so it's brilliant that we can exchange money and, you know, whatever it is we need to exchange to have those things. And sometimes we might think that uh, things we have to do are a chore or we don't really enjoy them. And one of my friends who was on the retreat uh, who I've got to know better since being on that, but I only used to see her at classes. Um, she has to walk her dog and she was thinking, oh, it's, it's a chore doing it every day before. But now she's realised it's a gift actually because she gets to go for a walk in the beautiful countryside. You know, she really loves having her dog, but also gets to see nature and nature is really healing and inspiring. And so just breathe in, um, you know, what is available in that so-called chore, actually it's a great chance to enjoy nature and do something lovely. So it's all about shifting your viewpoint to one of gratitude and you have the opportunity to do things rather than in a negative way. So, you know, oh no, I've got to do that again. It's all right, I, I get to do that, it's brilliant. And um, really, we can be anything and do anything we want to do in this first world of ours. You know, it's deciding what to do, isn't it, really, that is usually the thing. But so grateful for all that I have, um, our business in terms of SA, but also my family and friends and just everything. And so grateful for the time away. So gratitude is huge and it makes you feel so much better. And it makes you realise that you can actually give a lot more to other people too. So the second thing is meditation. So meditation is not something I've always practised every day, but we did it every day on the retreat for half an hour, which is quite a long time. It was at seven o'clock in the morning. And so it was a really nice experience to get into, just to empty your mind and to think about um, 
breathing in, breathing out and not much else. Now, it can be really challenging and sometimes it's good to have some sort of mantra, even it's just if it's just listening to your breath going in and out. But also uh, you can have, well, if you're into yoga and things like that, um, you may look at chanting certain Sanskrit um, chants if you wanted to, because Sanskrit's amazing, actually. You can get an awful lot of meaning into a very small number of words, which is helpful. But also, um, if you find it difficult to do that kind of very um, still meditation, there are um, people such as um, Vishen Lakhiani with his Mind Valley that has a quite an active kind of meditation. So you could do that. But the brilliant thing about meditation, it, it does revive you as well. Hi there, Carl. Hope you're well. So it does revive you. And also, if you do have a lot of thoughts, you can always write those down afterwards because there may be things that just drop into your mind when you're zoning out and relaxing. And one thing that I've listened to before was, um, oh, I have to post it, but it's basically um, Light is the New Black. And that's a book where um, I put down the author in the notes, but thinking about sourcing, so feeling the energy coming down through you, um, through just like into your mind, into your head, into your body, through um, your, whether you're sitting or standing, so perhaps through your feet into the earth, and it just kind of grounds you. So, you know, you might start feeling a bit rushed, panicked, something like that. And then if in the evening you feel stressed because you've had that kind of day, a meditation can really ground you and anchor you again. And it's a time out for you as well. And you may find that things occur to you that you can then deal with, which is really helpful. So the third thing is balancing. So thinking about balancing your life. So in terms of yourself, uh, you may have family around you, you may have friends with you. Um, and it's about working, playing, and time for each other, how to work that out. And it's something I'm working on because I have been described as a workaholic before. And so reflecting on that, balancing those things, because if you work, you might love your work, but perhaps not spend enough time with loved ones. And it was really great spending time with Becky, my daughter, it was fabulous. And we had great time. But sometimes in everyday life, you may find that your work hours are too long. So it's good to compartmentalise your time so that you know between certain hours you're not going to work. So um, one of the um, mentees that I have, she's um, busy between sort of 3pm and 8pm. So I said to her, don't try and work at those times. You may have some guest calls to deal with if they're not being dealt with by your um, admin lady. But you know, generally, you know, that's family time. So if you can compartmentalize your time, that can help you massively. Because you don't feel guilt about doing things. You don't think, oh, I really should be doing this. You, you give yourself permission to do the things that you know you want to do. And the fourth thing is to really balance yourself. So um, some say that we always do selfish things, even if they're selfless. So somebody who completely devotes their life to the service of others is making that choice. So you could say that's still selfish, but 
essentially it's really important to make time for yourself and to do the things that you really need to do or feel you need to do and that you really want to do. Playing the martyr doesn't really help anyone and it tends to mean that you um, lose the respect of other people because, you know, why would you not, you know, give yourself some... um Sorry, I kind of hear my cat. <laughs> Why would you not give yourself some kind of um, step up to do the things you really want to do? Don't just put other people before yourself, but also balance that with the needs of others. And it may be that you don't do the things that you really value if you always put p other people first. Um, you know, I've been away with people who are busy mums uh, or full-time working or part-time working with lots of different roles. And so that can be something that means you end up being the bottom of the pile, um, whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't matter. Lots of, um, in families, lots of dads look after the kids these days. And, you know, people without kids, you can find that you're at the beck and call of everybody. It's all about working out what is going to help you with self-care and doing those things that are looking after your health, your well-being, and you know making sure that you're not feeling resentful because you're doing too much for other people but also doing enough so you may be the other way only do things for yourself and you think actually i'm a bit lonely where is everyone so it may be the other way and the next thing that i really like so lots of people say that they can hear me me coming because they can hear my laugh before i arrive which i'm really grateful for that but i do laugh quite a lot but uh, there's a book I love that I've read called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, and I'll put that in the comments as well. But the really important thing about that, I find, is it not just to be positive and happy for the hell of it, to be, you know, in a simple way, but actually, if you take your work seriously and the things that are important to you, your work and your vision and, you know, whether it's your career, your business or you know your your long-term goals that's important to take those seriously but don't take yourself too seriously and you know offer people a smile and you know laugh and be kind in that way and most people who are have a happy outlook and um not just ignoring what can um, you know, go wrong. I am eternally optimistic, I must admit, but I do look at risk, do look at the downside, but being happy just really helps. So have a read of The Happiness Advantage if you haven't before already. And number six is to keep learning. So experiment and test. So um, Rob Moore from Progressive says, you know, see everything as a test. Don't think of everything as a finite thing that always has to be the final version. If you keep procrastinating to the point where um, you think you have to get something perfect before releasing it, um, then you'll never quite get there. And I was like this with the podcast um, over a year ago. I was like, oh, I have to get everything just right. So the way I found to start it was to start doing lives. And that was really helpful because um, I also said I was going to do the lives, which means I had to do them. And it just means that uh, rather than thinking it has to be perfect, if you just start and get perfect later, as one more says, um, if you work on things and improve them once they're launched, then you're always learning. Because if you have a, a finite 
product you think right there it is that's it if somebody then said to you um that's great but wouldn't it be better if you did x then you might not want to change it you might get really stuck in the way it is and also you might never get there anyway because it's a perfect way to procrastinate so be curious always keep learning experiment and test and reflect on what you've done and think about how you can improve it so the last six days i've learned new things in yoga i've been doing yoga for about six years which is not that long and i'm not that flexible in certain parts um, but certain ways i am but i could do two new things uh, after my retreat which i was really excited about you know i had quite a lot of breakthroughs and that is really exciting. So you'll find that, you know, if you test out things and immerse in things, you'll become that much better at them and just give things your focus. And um, I'm going to be exploring chakras more as well because we've been learning lots about those. And that's a lot about balance as well. So, um, you know, with chakras, you want somewhere in the middle. You don't want to be too weak and you don't want to be too strong and forceful within each area. And if chakras aren't your thing, it doesn't matter if there's something you're learning and you're, you know, trying to get better at it. It's all about constant reflection and reviewing of what you're doing. So don't see things as a finite thing. And I was talking to um, one of the other ladies on the retreat and she's a successful businesswoman and very skilled in what she does um, in chiropractic and uh, is learning something new and, and working on something new. She's so knowledgeable but is worried about moving that forward. So um, I'm sure she will. And she actually is already doing an immense amount and doesn't quite realise how much it sounds like she's already doing. But I know we're always worried about what other people will think, um, but we're all learning together. So if you put your head above the parapet and do what you really want to do, expect other people to comment on it and it'd be great actually if they don't then you're not affecting anyone but if they do then it will help you see positive and negatives in feedback so if you get negative feedback um, or suggestions take them on board and see how you can improve so the final thing is number seven is your vision and goals so you know what is really important to you hang on to that and don't just be swept along um keep in mind what you really want to do and if you don't know just write lists of things that you'd love to do and not to be negative but say if you knew you only had a week left or even a month on the planet not that you do you probably have a lot of years all of you or your whole because when your whole life is ahead of you as a child um or even a teenager it's like what do you want to do in life it's like i really don't know but if you have a limited time um even within a day you know you can make decisions much more effectively you can think right i've got this amount of time what i really love to do is this this and this so it might be learning italian that's something i started to do and then it petered out it might be riding horses again. It could be anything. It could be a new business venture, a new business idea. And again, I spoke to um, a brilliant lady on the retreat who's got an awesome business idea. And um, she just needs to go for it because it's such a good idea. And the thing is that we regret what we don't do rather than what we do. So go for those opportunities. Write down all the things you'd absolutely love to do and just work out ways to do them. So I will summarise these things now and um, 
the thing is that you can in your life start thinking that, you know, you're not enjoying what you're doing and think about an escape route out of what you're doing. But rather than thinking that way, think of everything as a treasure map so you can find all the things that you really love to do. So the first thing is to be thankful, have gratitude for all that you have and all that you can do and all that you can be. Simple things in life or chores, enjoy them and be in the present moment doing them. The second thing is I really recommend doing meditation, even if it's a five minutes in a day, just that time out to revive and recharge. And the third thing is balancing. So your time working, playing with friends, family. Think about how you can block out time for certain things and that gives you permission to do them. Um, The fourth thing is to balance yourself. So the things you really want to do for yourself and your self-care and your health, the way you eat, the way you exercise, the things that you love to do, how much you want to give um, versus what you do for other people, especially if you're busy with a family or busy with work. Just balance those things. Um, The next thing is the happiness advantage, I'm going to call it, but strongly recommend the book of the same name. Just give people a smile and that can be your gift of the day. And it makes a huge difference. It really does. And the next thing is keep learning. So test and improve. Don't see things as being finite, finished thing that doesn't change. Just think of your work, your new business as a test. And if it doesn't work, change it, do something else. Hi there, Frank. Good to see you. And the final thing is your vision and goals. So what do you really want to do in life and work out how to do it? You know, so if it's just using an app on your phone for five minutes, like my learning Italian, that's quite easy to slot in. If it's a new business idea, work out your milestones of getting towards it and make yourself accountable to somebody because that really will propel you forward and really help you. So I hope that's helped thinking about regrouping, rebooting what you're doing, thinking of your life as a whole field of opportunities, but balancing what you're doing. And if you have any thoughts about this, do post below or you can comment in my Facebook community if you're in uh, Service Accommodation Secrets, the group, or you can ask to be added. And we do have a Service Accommodation Secrets Facebook page as well. Okay, look forward to seeing you next time and thanks for tuning in. Bye then, guys. Sharing the secrets of success.